with me, I have a special guest, Helen Edwards from Sexy Freedom LLC. Hey, Helen. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Before we dive deep into the topic, I wanted to share a little bit about you. And then we're going to get jamming into our conversation, talking about freedom and um, really, you know, pressing through all of these different patterns and negative, you know, self, self-worth issues with Helen. Welcome and hello. This is a thriving intuitive podcast, formerly known as Unlock Your Destiny. I am your host, Raven Scott, a certified meditation teacher, author, and destiny coach. I invite you thriving intuitives to come to a free live event on Zoom to activate your intuition through a guided meditation and to answer your questions about how you can align with the universe through your human design chart. You will get a sneak peek of my membership, which includes a growing meditation library, walk in your purpose masterclass, and so much more. This is a spectacular event that so many women are looking forward to, so make sure you don't miss your seat and sign up today. The link is in the description box down below. So Helen Edwards is an international author, mentor, coach, yoga retreat leader, podcaster, speaker, and a cheerleader of freedom, self-love, personal growth, and protect the throne. And you have created your own hashtag, right? Protect the throne. I love that. And you guys have to go follow her on Instagram (laughs) at hella of a journey. Hella of a journey. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So tell us um, about a little bit about your journey of how you got into this work. Wow. Okay. So I started back in 2008 and I was just kind of, uh, I believe I was in my late twenties. I think I was 28, 20. (laughs) I can't even remember. Uh, I just remember I had like three jobs. I was, I mean, I am a mother. My son was really young back then and I just didn't know what to do with my life. So I, I knew I wanted money, you know, most of us do we want lots of money so that way we can live comfortably and do the things we want to do. And that's kind of where I was at. But I was also in a weird, strange part of my life because I just went through a divorce and um, I picked up Zig Ziglar's book. I didn't read the whole thing. I don't even remember what the book was called, but it was something about his journey on how he got started in becoming somebody of value in this world. And it started with him just giving back with having no money of his own. And I thought, what can I give back to? I really don't have anything to give. And I just thought, well, energy is pretty valuable to me at this point, because I like to spend it on my job, sleep, my son, and going out and partying. So <laughs> I was like, well, I could spare a little to give back to, you know, the shelters kind of where I came from. So I thought I, I read Think and Grow Rich, one of my first self-help books that I read the full thing. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start changing my life around. And some of these practices I want to implement in my own life. So what if I go and I provide some of the techniques I've, I've read to the shelter? I wasn't supposed to speak at the shelter. I wasn't supposed to hold a workshop. I just wanted to do the back end work, you know, put together a PowerPoint, some worksheets. I was good at that. And a friend of mine who was supposed to speak, who we were supposed to do the workshop together, canceled the night before. 
and it wasn't really easy getting into the shelter. I had to go through, you know, interviews. I had to get a background check. It was an adult shelter. There were police there. No kids were allowed on campus. It was pretty big in Phoenix, Arizona. And when she canceled, I didn't know what to do. I'd went through all that time to get in there to do this workshop. And somebody said, why don't you just go do it yourself? You know, all the, all of the information, you know, what to do. And I thought, okay, okay, I'll do it. And, uh, and that's what began my journey of public speaking back in 2008. So I've been doing that for about 13 years now. Wow. You were just thrown into the deep end and kind of deciding, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to do this. And that could also be very intimidating because they had such a process. You're like, well, maybe they don't even want me to speak. Like, how does this work? So that's, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And can I ask you, what was the topic? Do you remember what the topic of that workshop was? Yes, it was on conscious awareness. And that's kind of what got me started is becoming aware of my conscious, you know, that conscious mind of, you know, do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs. Why am I being it's like, what is this consciousness, this awakening, you know, and that, that was an exploration, a, a journey that we're all on for the rest of our lives. And I just wanted to showcase it through actions. And that's why I had created a PowerPoint and worksheets. And, um, and so when I went in there, I was like, well, I'm going to be me. And I walked in with a boom box, you know, music. And I remember standing up there and I, I mean, I had public spoken before, but it was like, you know, when I was in junior high and grade school and friend of the class and I was shaking. And I even said, this is my first time. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I was led here to do this. And I didn't want to let everybody down. So yeah, I showed up. That's awesome. You showed up for yourself. You showed up for them. And look as where it's brought you hosting these women's retreats to help them protect their throne and like pull out the warrior within them. I love that. And also I want to just uh, mention the title of your book, right? Of nothing sexier than freedom. Boom. I love yeah, nothing it. Nothing sexier than freedom. Yes. It's a thick one. I didn't plan it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I have 40. I thought everybody wrote books like that, 40 and 40 pages. I didn't know mine was a big book. <laughs> the journey into that was, I mean, you know, every I get a lot of people who always ask, like, how do I start writing a book? How do I start? I can tell you the way I started. And I never, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a famous author. Probably when I was a kid, I thought maybe that would be cool. But the intention going into writing wasn't to become a, an author. It was more, I saw the, the movie, The Notebook. And I thought, you know, what if early dementia runs in my family? I was like, what if I have a book that tells about my life? Somebody can read it back to me if I get dementia. Or if I die too early, I wanted a story for my friends and family to read on. So I, that's what kind of drove me to writing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so is it, is it kind of a memoir form? Yeah, it's a creative nonfiction. So it's based on my true life story, but uh, some of the names and some of the places and some of the things have been changed to protect you know, those who think they're in it. <laughs> I 100% get you there. That's what I had to do for my book too. <laughs> yeah. <love> <laughs> Yeah, you got to protect yourself from the major big egos out there. Awaken the inner warrior in you. 
So yeah. we, we um, yeah. had discussed about talking about balancing female energy and maybe getting some energy blocks unstuck. So I think first let's kind of hone in on balancing the female energy, which ties into right finding your inner warrior. So one of the things I love about coaching women or doing women's retreats is that um, I'm a woman, so I know woman best. And I think that sometimes, you know, I've, I've done my own work. So I practice what I preach. And when I go out there and I'm teaching, you know, I tell everybody like, of course, it's not easy. Like I had to do it on myself and I'm not the easiest person. Trust me. I look cute and cuddly on the outside, but the inside, you know, there's always a war going on. There's an imbalance that happens to all of us. We don't know. We can't see what's happening inside or even on the surface level, we can't see, you know, what our skin is up to. That's, I mean, that's a whole different realm in itself. So there's a lot to discover, a lot to figure out, especially within the aging process. So balancing, when I talk about protecting the throne, it has to do with your mind, body, and spirit as a whole and protecting it. So I'll give you a visual. Um, if you're a queen, if you're a king, if you're a queen, <laughs> who protects your throne? The warrior does. The warrior is the one protecting the front lines, going out there and fighting the battles you need to fight. And that's why I'm a big uh, advocate of nurturing the inner warrior. It even goes de uh, deeper than that in the spiritual level too. And it also go goes into the lineage of all of us. You know, somewhere down the line, there's a warrior. Maybe they didn't call themselves a warrior, but they were if they survived major struggles, even war in the past or um, battles of their own. Um, it could be a simple woman, you know, getting out of an abusive relationship or a man getting out of an abusive relationship or a child getting out of a situation, you know, um, you are nurturing and you're, you're bringing out that warrior to fight for you. And that's something that we all have. Uh, Tony Robbins even talks about the warrior archetype in all of us. And, um, the balance is where you, there's a lot of, you know, if you find yourself swaying, like on one side, like happy, happy, happy there, I'll just say like this, Jesus, the master Jesus even said, you know, that the kingdom of heaven is within you, that there is a kingdom inside of all of us. And what happens when the kingdom is not balanced, you know, when it doesn't have all of its troops wired up, it gets attacked and it gets taken over and it gets run down and it gets destroyed. So there has to have balance in each kingdom. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. And that's that the way analogy. I kind of view myself. Yes. I love that analogy. I love it. Yeah. And then, so how do we then protect it? So this is the concept, like, do you have any action steps to help us protect? Sure. It could get very overwhelming, especially as women, you know, with our ever-changing moods and <laughs> uh, hormones, but it happens to men as well. So here's the thing. Uh, one of the biggest, biggest things I can really suggest is, I mean, we talk about a lot, self-care, self-love, right? It's really important, but I think you, in order for us to help others, we've got to first help ourselves. And it doesn't mean that you um, can't help others. It just means like when you're going through that week or that day or that hour, um, really taking time out to renew, reclaim your mind. When I, sometimes I wake up and I am in a really bad place. 
everything can go right in my life. Everything can be happy in my life, but I can have a hormonal imbalance. So I got to do kind of like a check, um, a sim check. And it's this is where awareness comes in, where I first began my speaking is having conscious, intentional awareness to say, hey, what's going on today? Like, why am I, is my progesterone low? Some people don't know all the terminology for hormones. It can get really complicated because we're not all scientists, you know, or doctors. So maybe break it down a little bit lower. Like, how am I feeling? I'm sad. I'm feeling, you know, where am I at in my, uh, in my um, cycle today? If you don't, if you're a woman, you don't get your periods anymore, you know, where just, it doesn't matter where are you at? Do a self-check, like where are you at? What's going on in life? Where, why is this coming up for you? You know, you got to ask yourself the hard questions. You got to answer them truthfully, which is also really hard for us to do because maybe it's a fight we had with a loved one and we don't want to, we want to be the good person even to ourselves, you know, because we've trained our mind like that, but we have to be like, you know, no, that person was being like a little brat yesterday and I didn't like it. And it's, it's manifested inside of me. I try to like be the nice person, but that's where you got to say no. I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with that. It absolutely did not make me feel good. And now I woke up like this. <laughs> so those are just examples. <laughs> and then that then, you know, clues you into, okay, I really didn't like this. So now I have to draw a boundary. So this doesn't happen again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Or own it too. Also take responsibility for your emotions because the other person's not responsible for them. And responsibility is major power, major. And uh, when I'm, Okay. For example, I got pulled over one time <laughs> by this is, I never had tickets in the till this one time. And then they kind of had a chuckle effect, but I got pulled over by a cop going 19 miles in a 15 mile school zone, 19 miles. I got five tickets that day just by that one cop. And, uh, of course I could have said, you know, it was this, it was that they were like this, and they, but I was like, oh my gosh, no, this is an opportunity for me to take responsibility. Yes, I had a crack in my windshield. I should have taken care of that. Yes, I was going four miles over the speed limit. You know, I should have. You know, there's all these things that I I really, it, I laughed too, because I was like, you, you're taking your power back. Yeah, I owned it. And once I took responsibility, I handled all five of those tickets literally within a week and they were all done. What could have turned into a major disaster, a major victim mode, um, gave me my power back and I stood in it and I got everything taken care of and it was behind me. That's really a Super really fast. great example. That's a great example. Wow. So wait, I just have to like, for like, just a question. Did he give the, you all five tickets in the, the one pullover? Yes. Oh yes. My <laughs> that would really put, I think 99.9% .9 of us all back, like just floored. Cause you know, you expect one ticket, but not five. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, what's so crazy is I had read a, um, I can't remember what it was. It may, may have been a post or something about how responsibility is power. And Jocko Willick, I don't know if you know who Jocko Willick is. He's a Navy SEAL who goes around speaking or a retired Navy SEAL. Yes, captain. I do. Yes. And uh, he has he's a podcast amazing. too. He's yes. got, uh, yeah, he's got this reel that he says, you know, if something happens, say, good, you know, and it was, I didn't know that at that time. I didn't even know who Jocko Willick was, but I just remember saying in my mind somewhere similar to that, like, okay, good. This is your opportunity to hand like a boss. And I'm telling you all looking back at all those opportunities, 
opportunities that I took to use the tools that I learned have gotten me to where I am today. They're like little stepping stones. So yeah, it definitely worked. Yeah, that is so powerful. It's like when something happens, good. <laughs> Not, oh shoot, this just happened to me. I love Dr. Mm -hmm. Willick so much. It's so powerful. You're right. Yeah, to I take too. responsibility <laughs> is your power. Otherwise you do just sit in that victim mode. And we hate to even acknowledge that we are in a victim mode and that's a bad thing. We want like our feeling of they wronged us and I did nothing wrong and I'm the victim to almost like become a power, mm -hmm. but it very much manifests the opposite. Mm -hmm. It manifests just lack of power and then you kind of yeah. get stuck. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I talk about this with this, you know, I, I call a lot of my friends. I'm like, we're all Queens, you know, we are, and I'll help you fix your crown. You help me fix mine. But just like in, you know, the kingdom world, there's types of Queens, there's types of Kings, you know, there's, there's one, some barely getting started. There's some that are already, you know, wisdom full grown. And you got to see that we're not all we are created equal. We are equal, but there's a diversity in all of us that, you know, and we're on a different journey. And, um, I, I remember if you would have asked me maybe five years ago, do you consider yourself a powerful queen? I would have cower, but today I'm like, yes, I'm a very powerful queen, you know, cause I know, I know I can stand in that. Uh, is it hard? Heck yeah, it's hard but that I know I can take that type of hardness. Whereas, you know, some of us are still working towards that. It's not easy. Good. In other words, <laughs> but, you, yes. but the more you do it, you'll get there. <laughs> I love that. Yes, absolutely. We're all divine goddesses and we're all created equal with our own very unique path and karmic lessons to learn and mm -hmm. things to figure out. So yes. I love that you fix my crown. I fix yours. That is all the time we have for today, but we will continue this conversation tomorrow. And I can't wait to continue this conversation in tomorrow's episode. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow, like, and subscribe this video. If you wish to get in touch with Helen or myself, it would mean the world to us, truly. If you take a screenshot of this podcast, post it in your Instagram stories or Facebook, tag us at Hell of a Journey and The Thriving Intuitive or Helen Edwards and Raven Scott. And we look forward to connecting with you and sharing the love back. I'll give you a shout out in our next episode. Thanks again for listening and watching. And remember, keep your unique light shining.